Welcome to the Executive Minds Podcast, turning good intentions into reality in your career, business, and life. Here's your host, Kevin Jennings. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Executive Minds Podcast. My name is Kevin Jennings, and I'm grateful to be here with you today for what is really going to be what we have now, I would say is now tradition uh, around these parts um, here at the podcast and on the mentor team. And that is when we like to help you kind of build some rhythm around your life that helps you lead yourself well and uh, grow yourself. And and one of the habits we are big fans of is the mid-year review. We believe it's really important to take stock of how things are going, set a direction for the rest of the year, and, and move forward with clarity because the truth is, obviously, this is, 20, this is 2020. I mean, could you have ever had a year in your life where things are likely more different uh, at the midway point than they are right now, right? I mean, for any person who's listening to this podcast, I guarantee you can make about 10, a list of 10 things on the top of your head that just don't look like the plan you had on paper on January 1. And so I feel like a media review right now is probably more important than ever before. But the key thing about this media review conversation is really helping us take stock. Imagine it's halftime for you. It's halftime in the game. And the game plan you had before is not working on the field. What are you going to do to make some adjustments? And that's what it's about. Learning, reflecting on what happened in the past and setting a clear path going forward, a clear plan going forward for what adjustments you're going to make the rest of the year. So we've been doing this for the last two years now. So we're going to run that episode again. We think it's really helpful. And um, we have a great resource for you. And we call it Rocket Fuel. And we've used this for annual planning, but now we're also using it for quarterly planning and mid-year planning as well, because we think it's really important for you to think about some, some, some great prompts to guide you as you think through where you can put your focus uh, and what you can bring to your life um, and what you can get rid of you in your life as you move forward. And so we, we want you to get that guide from us. And here's how you do it. You join the Mentor Network. Um, and so if you join the Mentor Network, you can join for 30 days for free right now. So you can just go to wearementor.co. You go to wearementor.co forward slash network or you get to the site and at the very bottom of the page, you're going to see some opportunity to join. When you do that, free 30 days for us to connect with you, pour into you, support you on your journey. So if you don't have to pay anything for it, don't worry about it. But you can go download our resource Rocket Fuel inside of our resources section of the site, which we'd love to help you get. And here's the other thing. If you stick around, it's just the cost of a coffee. Um, we all we know it's really valuable. People say, I want to pick your brain over coffee. Well, for the price of you and a mentor to get coffee, you can get access to a team of mentors today. And we'd love to be in your corner and support you as you move forward. So once again, we'll be go to wearementor.co forward slash network and join the mentor network. Uh, and then also then enjoy this episode as you take a moment for a reset and a review of how the year's gone so far and what you want to do going forward. Because here's the thing, 2020 might have taken a lot of things from you. I know for me, it's taken clients away. Uh, it's taken my daughter's schooling for preschool away. Uh, it has taken uh, loved ones, actually, uh, and friend, the loved ones of friends uh, away, which is uh, obviously very sad. I've lost uh, a, a lot. But here's the thing. I have not lost control over myself. 
and that I have, I still have agency. That is the gift that we are given on this earth. We have still have agency over ourselves. And so what I want you to do is take advantage of the opportunity to say, okay, I, I've got to go inward. I can't control the external world, but I can try to get a hold of myself and control of myself. Even if I've been, like I've been tossed uh, all around the first half of this year, this is a moment we want to support you in doing that. So with that said, once again, enjoy this episode and please subscribe and join us back here next time on an episode of Executive Minds. Enjoy. Hey, today's episode is what we're going to be calling a mid-year reset. And we're actually just kind of hanging out at the Atlanta Tech Village today, which is in Atlanta, obviously, in Buckhead. It's kind of a uh, an incubator and startup for a lot of young companies. And if you want to learn a little bit more about that, let me point you back to episode 70 when we had Karen Houghton on the show, and she talked about that. So we won't say a lot more about it, but if you hadn't heard that one, you should go back and check it out. But we're hanging out at Atlanta Tech Village, and we want to talk a little bit about this idea of reset, and I want to reference back to something we did early in the year. We had a tool that we put out called Rocket Fuel, and if you're not familiar with it, you can actually text the code ROCKET to 345345, and you'll get this free downloadable PDF resource. But it's where we gave some tips for how to get your year started. Off to a good uh, start. Just practices that we enjoy, things that have helped us. And they are tips that work throughout the year as well, for sure. Absolutely. (laughs) That's good. And and, And so I think that... That message was well-received, but here we are, and we're approaching the midpoint in the year as we record this, and we thought, well, it's a good time to sort of take stock of how the year's going and think about what adjustments we might want to make as we uh, move ahead. And so that's what we want to spend the next few minutes talking about. And we've got kind of a, a, here's the general outline. I'm going to lay it all out for you. We're going to talk about rest and reflect first. This is the three R's, rest and reflect. Um, it's really four R's now, I realize, but it's meant to be three R's. Rest and reflect counts as one R. Uh, rituals, and then this idea of recommitting to your year. So I really want to begin um, with this notion of rest and reflect halfway through the year. And Jeff, I may start with you. As you think about that concept, what's the counsel you might give to somebody that's been grinding away uh, so far in eighteen? Well, I'll say this too, David, if if you're listening and you've not made any mistakes, you've had no struggles, no failures, no challenges, you can hit the uh, delete button right now. Uh, because I think we come into this going, you know, we have big plans for the year and then, oh, I hit a bump or I hit challenges. Hey, that's that's part of life. So the reason that rest and reflect is so important is to not only just be ready for the next season, but to also make sure that you count the wins more than you count the losses. And uh, I've I've read a book recently where it says the negative things that happen uh, have a bigger weight on us than the positive things. And so that can shift um, our outlook on the future in a negative way. It's much like if you get 10 emails and nine are really positive, but there's one that's negative, we tend to lean toward the negative. So Overweight it. Right. You overweight uh, you, you overweight bad customer feedback versus positive customer feedback. Not that we can't learn from all of that, 
But one of the reasons rest and reflect is good is to reprioritize and make sure that you have a balance between the negative and the positive. And when you reflect on the positive and build upon that, you can actually build more momentum than just reflecting on the negative. Shane, what do you think we really mean when we say rest and reflect in the context of working your game plan out over the course of a year? Well, I don't think it means a cup of coffee at Starbucks. I think it's a little more than that. That can be a great place to start, but... Personally, I think it's try and carve out at least a half a day or a day even to seriously look at your goals that you've kind of set, reflect on those wins that you've had, and look for an opportunity to celebrate some of those things, but literally create enough margin so that you can have some time to do the proper amount of reflection. Because trying to do that in a 30-minute window or an hour-long window, sometimes you just need some time for your brain to kind of relax and rest and then it gives you a chance to reflect. So I'd say take about a half a day or a day to do so. It doesn't hurt. Think about one day out of a year to do that about midway through the course of the year is really powerful. And you, you, you sort of feel guilty doing that. I know. But one of the things I realize is in those moments of rest, that's really where the great ideas go to hide. And I might add, it, it can be longer than that. It could be um, a weekend retreat. It might be a week at the beach. Uh, I know I went on a little retreat with Mallory recently, and one of the folks who spoke is actually NFL quarterback Kirk Cousins, who I did not know a lot about, but I have to say. Go Vikings. Yeah, he just moved from the Redskins to the Vikings. I walked away going, whoa, that that guy's impressive. Uh, He was really thoughtful, very articulate. And one of the things he shared was a change of pace and a change of place can lead to a whole new point of view. And so you reference going to Starbucks, which is can be helpful. And that may be part of a routine for you. Maybe it helps to get outside your routine and just go off. Let me build on that a little yeah, bit. So please. I took an opportunity a couple months ago. And I'm on a trip. I've got all day. I bet what I essentially did is just extended my trip through that evening and left out the next morning on an earlier flight. So what was fascinating is after I'd had all these consulting sessions, midway through the day, I had the rest of the day open in a different city, in a different place, and was able to go to some places I haven't been before and literally pause, hit the pause button, think about my life, think about the goals that I'd set, and spent all night uninterrupted between the hotel room and some different venues, and then got up the next morning refreshed and ready to head back home. And so just getting a little bit more creative, I love this idea of the slowing down the pace and looking for a different place to do that can help. And one of the ways we say it is your life moves to a better place when you move at a sustainable pace. So I think pacing is really important. And the, the middle part of the year gives you an, an idea to kind of score yourself or grade yourself in terms of how you're doing that. All right. So I want to build on that. Um, imagine you you are taking our counsel and you're busting out of your normal routine and you're getting off. And one of the intent, part of it's just literally to rest, you know, just slow down and, and physically and mentally, emotionally let yourself recover. But um, part of it is to reflect back. And uh, we joked with Shane about we hadn't seen him in a while. He's had a lot going on in his family, really some challenging circumstances, the loss of his father uh, recently, but also some great things to celebrate with his kids graduating from high school and then one of his, his his oldest son just graduated from the U.S. Army Ranger program, which is pretty unbelievable, the the, the training that he went Rangers through. Rangers lead the way. So congratulations uh, to you on that, Shane. Thanks. But Shane didn't really do anything. Yeah. 
I was really supportive. Yeah, very supportive. I wrote a lot of letters. He had to coach up a son that was yeah, tough enough true, to make true. it through that yeah. program. So I did think you get some credit, Shane. But it, I, the reason I make reference to it is the Army has a practice of after-action review. So Shane, I may get you to speak a little bit to how we can incorporate the the notion of an after-action review into our own time of reflection. Yeah, I think it's really important. It is a it is a concept, a military concept, actually, that after literally every mission, every objective, it's called an after-action review. It's basically what, what went well, what didn't go so well, and what are we going to do differently. Think about that as it regards to your personal plan. What's gone well in the first six months? Celebrate. What hadn't gone so well? Just take note of that. And then what are you going to do differently? And I yeah. think that's, a, that's an appropriate way to leverage an after-action review personally. You may even score yourself, you know, and and give yourself the freedom to be really honest because you don't have to share it with anybody. Maybe you have some accountability partners or mentors you want to share it with, but it's just for you. So you can really be honest to your point about what's gone great. Give yourself great marks where it didn't go as well as you'd hoped and you're honestly disappointed. And then you can talk about what's the intervention that might help you uh, get that, that particular part of your life back on track. Anything you guys want to add to this whole idea of uh, rest, reflect? Good so far. Can you think of a time when you've done this um, recently and it was, it it really made a difference? Well, I mean, honestly, everything that I've gone through in the last couple months um, uh, recently got away from all of it and just literally sat for a couple days, read, reflecting on what was going on and creating that margin to be able to do that, I think is really, really important. So personally, I mean, in this season just recently, it really has helped me. And it was a good reminder that this is so helpful in your personal life, your professional life. Um, It just helps. Yeah. And I think we know, we've heard this before, that if you don't do this, your body will shut you down at some point. So it's rather, it's better to lead yourself instead of having your body lead. Your body will shut down. That's so true, Jeff, because I mean, all of us listening and participating today, we've all had those moments where our body did shut us down. Like we were just exhausted and your body says, you need to rest and you better reflect because you can't keep doing this. You can't keep sustaining it this way. So why don't you just be a little bit more intentional about taking some of that time to do that? We just went to the beach as a family a couple weeks ago. And honestly, the weather wasn't as great as we'd hoped. We had a lot of rainstorms that popped up. We got to the beach, storm pops up. We had to pack it all up, head back in. And it just forced us to kind of slow it down, um, even slower than sitting out at the beach. But you you take a nap and you realize, I don't know when I last took a nap. Yeah. And naps are good. That's <laughs> <laughs> so true. So give yourself permission to do and, that. And when you study the life of Winston Churchill and others in that, that time of, of when that was all happening, he did that. He yeah. took a nap in the middle of the day and... He did pretty well. And yeah. a world war was going on. <laughs> That's yeah. right. So I think we can all afford That's to take fair. a nap. Yeah. All right, let's shift from rest and reflect to the second R, which is rituals. And I don't know how that word lands on you. Maybe it has a negative connotation. But I want to suggest for purposes of this conversation that there are rituals that you can create in your life. Um, they kind of give structure to areas of your life, and it really helps you, in part because it may uh, take some of the work associated with planning out. You don't have to think and reinvent the wheel every day. They're just some things that you know are tried and true. They work for you, and if you practice them, 
you know that over the course of time, the benefits really start to pile up. So Shane, I may start with you. Talk about a ritual that that you think might uh, be a good example of what I'm describing. Well, and uh, before I do that, I'll just, a simple analogy for that is, you want to have things in your life, rituals in your life that you don't have to think about a whole lot. You know, I think about every time I get in my wife's van, I have a ritual. I push the seat adjustment button because she's a little bit smaller than I am. I put my seatbelt on and I start the car. I don't even think about it. It's just what I do. It's a system that's in place mentally. So if you think about the systems that we have in place in regards to rituals in our personal life, one of the things I, I, we talk a lot about, especially in this podcast, is the power of an early morning success ritual. What is that success ritual that you have in place? For example, do you wake up and immediately do a devotion? Do you wake up and immediately kind of run and do some exercise for 20, 30 minutes? Then what is next? Do you then do some devotional time? Do you read? Then you drive to work. Then once you get to work, you knock out 30 minutes worth of email. Think about that block of time and think about how could you do a reset in regards to what your early morning success ritual like what are those things that if you'll do these three or four things and make them ritualistic how much more success will you have throughout the day by doing that yeah and we we all learned that concept from Tommy Newberry he wrote a great book success is not an accident we've worked with Tommy we'll reference that on our show notes but he goes so far as to teach scripting And you literally, almost if you were producing a show, you would have a very tight script, not a lot of wiggle room. It's going to start at a certain time. It's going to end at a certain time. Things need to happen on pace. Well, you could script your morning, and I've actually done that, and I've got a whole routine that I go through, and I know exactly how much time I need, and I've learned that I can even take that on the road. Maybe you have to modify it a little bit when you're on the road, and maybe there's a slightly different version for weekend when you're not having to hustle out the door to get to your work or school. But um, that I'm, I was not even a morning person. I was arguably the kind of guy that wanted to stay up late at night and you just kind of had to drag me out in the morning. But adopting this um, has really, it's made a huge difference because it gives me a chance to do things at a time when I'm not getting interrupted by others. So, Jeff, I know you're you're an early morning guy. I know this is big for you. I think the key to Jeff sometimes is you have what's called kind of this nighttime success ritual. Talk a little bit about that, too. Well, it's been one of the things I really wanted to focus in on this year. I think I'm better in the morning than I am at night. But um, the thing with the nighttime success ritual is I think you put... I do believe in this whole subconscious mind and, and at when, it's, when you're at rest, it's working. And if you go to bed thinking all the things that went wrong or fear, that's what's going to be, you know, resonating with you. So if you can be ready to go, what went well and what do you want to focus in on the day before? I think it really helps you get a head start. Uh, As our friend John Woodall says, a great day begins the night before. And things like putting out your workout clothes, like having a systematic, like five minutes before I go to bed, I'm going to set my workout clothes out so that when I wake up in the morning, it's the first thing I see and I go, oh. I need to work out. Right. And can I, th- I like to think of that as a way to take friction out. Oh, that's so, good. So friction might prevent me from finishing the drill. But if I put my workout clothes out, if I actually know what my workout's going to be so I don't have to think it up in the morning when maybe I'm not, I'm really not thinking clearly yet, it helps. I just need to execute the plan. Now, <laughs> uh, this is terrible, but I'll, I'll just admit it. When I was training for this 
pretty intense event. There was a season where I was just so... E.G. De- Ironman triathlon. Okay, whatever. <laughs> but I was so frustrated because I could not get motivated. So I started wearing my running shorts to bed. Like, literally, so when I got out of bed, I was like, okay, I'm already in my running shorts. I might as well go. And I know it's a little extreme, but it worked for me. It was like, yeah. put your running shorts on, son. That way you get out of bed. There's no lollygagging. You're hitting the road, you know? So I think a nighttime success ritual can lead to a really powerful early morning success ritual as well. So I'd encourage you, if you don't have those, just experiment with it and see if you can, you can, uh, you have an opportunity to create and design it any way you want to, but figure out what's going to help you most. What are the things that if you did them every day with consistency, the benefit would really start to pile up and over the course of time make a very dramatic difference in your performance and, and really in your life. That's that's what we're talking about. Yeah. But beyond daily, there are also some things that you can do on other cycles. Like there may be some weekly rituals or even monthly rituals. Let's just throw out some examples that I think our listeners could consider of, of rituals that you found to be helpful in your life. I think the weekly focus for me, again, this is something we learned from Tommy, but just going ahead and planning out the week instead of letting the week plan you and uh, really defining what are the three wins for this week. And what, what are, if, when I get through the end of this week, what are the three things that I want to have done that if I get this done, it will be a, a successful week. So I tried to do that Sunday night, Monday morning, and, and really lean into that from a weekly standpoint. And I feel it when I don't do it. I feel just a little unsettled. I feel... Like I'm not as Monday morning strategic. feels a lot different if you've not reflected on Sunday about what the week's going to look right. like. That's what I hear you saying. Yeah. yeah. And I just have better weeks when they're planned out. Yeah. Shane, how about you? I would say, you know, for me, and I'm going to build on the weekly. What helps me is when I look at that weekly, I look back a week to assess and it's almost that after action review okay how did this week go did it set up like i thought it was going to and usually sometimes it's close but sometimes it's way off and that's helpful and then i look forward two weeks and i kind of look ahead to my calendar and i think so because i don't know about y'all but sometimes for me there are there's stuff i need to do this week in preparation for a couple weeks out and always having that couple weeks ahead outlook helps me get ready for a good week. And just like you said, I typically I like to do mine on Fridays afternoon, but by I mean at the minimum I like to do it by Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. But if I can do it on Friday, I kind of have this head start to the weekend, and I'm thinking about the week the the next week coming about, um, and that's helped me a great deal. I love that. I, and the idea, I did the same thing between Friday and Sunday, but I love the idea of looking out a few weeks because there are clearly some things that you want to do that take more prep. There's some things that require you to just book a reservation further out. Um, and and I'll, I'll, I'll use that to um, kind of transition. One, an example of a ritual is a date night. Mm. with your spouse or the person, the significant other in your life, or maybe you've got kids and you want to make sure that on a regular basis you're connecting with them one-on-one. So that's a good ritual. Um, You may just need uh, an area of your life that may not be any fun, pay the bills and do all the administrative things you have to do to um, just stay afloat as as an individual or family, but make that a ritual. You know, can you do that? every other Tuesday night or every Thursday night or whatever it needs to be, and then get focused and minimize the amount of 
time that it takes, the time and energy that it takes. Well, something you've talked about and written about as well, David, is the power of blocking time yeah. and putting that into your ritual as well. Like, look out ahead and say, you know what, I am going to need X amount of time to work on that project that's due, or I'm going to need X amount of time to knock out emails. They don't just happen, right? You yep. have to plan it. And so I'm going to need X amount of time for the date night. But having a ritual to kind of look at your calendar and block time accordingly so that you can actually have time to get stuff done, and that way you don't get frustrated. Yep. Love it. Uh, I would even say think of your personal development as a ritual opportunity. In other words, things that you want to read, things you want to listen to or watch or attend, can you find a rhythm to that? For example, I like to listen to audiobooks while I'm working out. I know a lot of people, probably most people when they go work out, they wear headphones. That's what I see at the gym. I'm going to bet a lot of them are just listening to music. And there's nothing wrong with that. But actually, when I walk out and I've worked out and I've learned something from a book that I've been going through, and sometimes it's just fiction. It's, it's just, you know, for fun. But I really like that. So you have to be a little bit intentional about that, too. But if you think about development as a, a ritual, mm-hmm. I think you'll just you'll make more progress. Yeah. That Southern Living Magazine podcast gets you motivated. <laughs> you run like a, a phenom when you do that. You laugh. We did, <laughs> we did some videos for Southern Living for chick I know so, you did. I love it. I love it. You're, yeah. you're, you're a hot item on Southern Living, man. Uh, yeah, I love Easy it. now, easy. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and I'm going to actually ask Jeff to talk about a project that we've worked on recently um, and we're proud of and we're starting to just share with others. So, Jeff, this is a little commercial break here. Yeah, it's Elevator Pitch, and one of the things we want to do is we want to help turn your ideas into reality and sustain them. But a great idea, what we've discovered is a great idea communicated poorly is a stalled idea. And how many ideas are in the graveyard right now just because they weren't communicated very well? So we've been working with entrepreneurs and pastors and leaders for quite a while, helping them craft their messaging. And our brand promise, we always ask people, what what is your brand promise? Our brand promise for myelevatorpitch.net is minimum words and maximum results. We feel like we can craft your message, help you craft your message in such a way that it can generate traction and momentum. Because a great idea communicated effectively generates momentum. So uh, we're excited about it. It's actually, we've actually, we are launching diversity, but so our credibility was on the line. Could we launch anything? And so yeah. we finally and we did. <laughs> So you can go to myelevatorpitch.net and check it out. You can also go to our regular website, which is Launch University. That's Y O U. Spell out the rest of university, but whileuniversity.com, uh, and you can get there as well. If you go, you're going to see that we put together about 10 different videos and a whole PDF guide to help you work through your own pitch. So a, a good resource. We think it, it, it can really be helpful if you're just willing to invest a little bit of time uh, to check it out. And, and really, this is our... Uh, are the way that we continue to help launchers be difference makers. And that's what you signed up for. I mean, you're trying to be a difference maker, and this is a way to be able to do that. And just, you know, we just want to encourage you, launchers, spend so much time launching the product and very few time trying to craft how you communicate it. Mm. And that's really where it can fall if you're not careful. For sure. All right, so let's let's come back to our mid-year reset topic. We've been through a couple of R's. 
the rest and reflect, that's our A and our B. Rest and reflect, that's one. And, and rituals, that's the second R. Let's go to the third R, which is recommit, which is all about here you are, you've, pulled, you've taken time away, hopefully. You've thought about what went well and did not go so well. You're thinking about some of the disciplines that could propel you into the second half of the year. It's time to sort of re-up and, and just commit again uh, to that which is most important to you. So we talk about that. What thoughts come to mind, guys? Well, I'm going to I'm going to have Jeff talk about this, but the big mistake that I make typically in this half year review is I go, "Okay, for the next 6 months, I'm going to do this because I haven't done it in the last 6 months, so for the next 6 months I'm going to do this." Why is that a bad idea and is there a suggestion that you have, Jeff, that might help us? Well, this is a new idea that I've implemented this year and I'm really excited about it. I've only, you know, five months into it. But I, I'm like you. I love New Year's resolutions. The, the problem with New Year's resolutions is there are a lot of problems with it, but they have a bad rap. Like, oh, they didn't work. Actually, they did work. They worked for a few days <laughs> and you did actually eat well. You did exercise well. And then sure, you, you kind of fell off and then you don't, you know, until mid-year or maybe the year, the next year. So I thought, what if you could harness the power of the first few days of January and do it not just one time a year, but 12 times a year? So I came up with this idea called first and 10. The first 10 days of every month, you pick one habit to go for 10 days. And it's and the good thing about it, it's only 10 days. So if, you know, if you're really struggling at day eight, you're like, I only got two more days to go. So in a, a couple of examples of this, uh, one, of the, one of the months I did 10 days of yoga which is a little comical seeing me do yoga, right? So I had a, bought this little video and I did 10 days of yoga right in a row. Namaste. That's right, that's right. Well, this, this particular one was uh, Diamond Dallas Page. So he goes, bam, when he's done. He doesn't say namaste. So <laughs> he's a former wrestler. So, the, the, so pick an idea. Pick an idea. Do it for 10 days and that creates momentum. Right. And the theory is that you will, some, at some point, maybe some of those ideas you know, stick and it's been fun. So I've, I've told a few people this, even the guy that cuts my hair, he's like, okay, what's your first and 10 going to be next month when I see you? It's just been really, really cool. His 10 was, I'm going to, he's a photographer, uh, photography is a hobby. He goes, I'm going to go out and shoot uh, a different scene 10 days in a row. It's just, you know, it's just a really cool thing. Well, so. what I love about that is after 10 days, you can celebrate the fact that yeah. you did it 10 days in a row and it motivates you to maybe set a new goal or, you know what, give yourself a break and wait till the next month to do the next 10. But think about where you'd be over the course of 12 months. You would have done that 120 days, yeah. something for 120 days. That's a, that's a nice little ritual to have for sure. Yeah, so that's 120 days of positive momentum. Yeah. And it could be different things, but it's just it's more doable than on a January 1st saying for 365 days. This and it's is what an I'm easy do. way to recommit. Right. Because you may have had a health goal that was so lofty at the beginning of the year. Now you've said, hey, I'm going to do yoga for 10 days. Mm -hmm. It's a great way to recommit to that goal. All right. All right. I'm going to share a recommit idea that is just super basic. Hey, pull out your original plan for the year. Let's take a look That's at it. That's a novel it. idea <laughs> exactly. there, David. Yeah. Let's take a look. What did I say I was going to do? Let's go back to the why. Why did you identify the things that were on that plan in the first place. Do they still matter to you? Is this still the right plan? Are you still committed to these outcomes? And uh, if so, figure out, so what are the critical things that just need to happen over the balance of the, of the year? If not, make sure you understand why it doesn't matter, but 
is there something else that should take its place? So you really just need to refresh that plan and then get recommitted uh, to the plan. I'll give you a good first and 10 to build on both of those. Reread your plan for 10, 10 days, days starting oh, next that's month. That's really good. I mean, just read, because you, you touched on something, David. The why is so important. I mean, one of my whys is to be a dad my kids love to hug. Just reading that recommits me to some of the goals that I've set, but I can't remind myself if I don't read it. Yeah. And that's a great point. Great point. This is super tactical as well, but here's what I would say. Think about the specific action items that you're going to need to be committed to. Think about the deadlines associated with them. Um, put them on your calendar. Calendar it. Uh, and Shane, you reference block time. If, if something's going to take several hours uh, on a regular basis, go ahead and make those real appointments with yourself. Block that time out. But make it real. Don't just make it a plan. Make it something that drives your, your use of time on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. Other thoughts or examples maybe of where you've struggled or maybe had great success. Well, I think sometimes, you know, this may be a, a place to where you pick up the phone and you call somebody that you know cares about you or accountability partner and you just reaffirm your recommitment to a plan. And one of the ways you can do that, an idea that I've done even with you guys is just, just send you my plan for the next six months or my first and 10 idea or whatever that is. But how can I include some people into my recommitment? Because I think that's a key where you have accountability partners kind of going, hey, you said you were trying to do this over the next, the course that's of the next year. That always helps me. Thanks for listening to the Executive Minds Podcast. We hope it's helped you move from go-getter to difference maker. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. For more show notes and helpful resources, visit executiveminds.co. That's executiveminds.co.